Welcome to this week's podcast, where we bring you all the latest feedback on COVID and how it is affecting business. I'm Jackie Bickerton, a Principal Associate in Waitman's Liverpool office. This is a whistle-stop tour, so sit back and enjoy. On the overlap between Brexit and COVID, our Brexit group are focusing on the procurement bill, business immigration, transport and logistics, and the supply chain, which has been affected by both COVID and Brexit. We continue to work with the Department of International Trade on hosting a joint event in February about the government's advisory service for exporting to the EU and how we can help. On a separate matter, the Institute of Directors have released a report having surveyed 508 of its members. The report focuses on changes from the 1st of January 2022 for importing from the EU, where tariffs will have to be paid and customs declarations made immediately. There will be no longer a grace period for this to happen. The report reveals that three out of 10 firms are not prepared for the changes, whether that be infrastructure or connectivity. 37% of small businesses are not ready. And it is anticipated that these changes will cause further disruption to the supply chain with congestion at ports and additional costs for businesses from accidental non-compliance. This on top of the COVID restrictions that possibly are imminent is a real worry for business. The report also asked business what they would like to see changing. The top three answers were an improved trading relationship with the EU, improvement on skills shortages, and an improvement in the UK economic situation. The universities of Oxford and Glasgow have interestingly taken uh, some research and released a report entitled Brexit and COVID-19 death rates. They have looked at death rates over 300 local authorities in England and revealed the districts that voted most in favour to remain in the EU have a death rate one third lower, infection rates one quarter lower and higher vaccination rates. The report is pretty inconclusive how it's got to this, but well worth a read. In the built environment space, there is more positive news around the housing market as it has been recorded as hitting the 500 billion mark for the first time since tracking. The total value of all properties sold this year are 107 billion higher than pre-COVID, meaning COVID has had a big effect, particularly in the increase in transactions during that time. House prices are up and there is more movement in the high-end property market. The growth is expected to continue into next year, but not at the same level. House builder residential developers are active at the minute, but are struggling to acquire land. The shortage of stock is driving up the price of land. The expectation is that house prices will go up next year and there should be a lot of house building activity. However, there are concerns around the affordability of homes, which is making it more difficult for some to get onto the property ladder. From a modular point of view, the government is promoting, a trade body has been set up by some big organisations to push government agenda to increase the modular target. For individuals, following the announcement of Plan B, the courts in Liverpool have 
advise that they are carrying on as normal with hybrid hearings and a mix of face-to-face -face and remote hearings. We are seeing a shortage of council to cover face-to-face -face hearings, which could be a sign that council would rather stay with remote hearings. In employment, we're seeing a steady stream of vaccine-related queries, with each one being relatively niche and largely about whether individuals can be forced to say if they are vaccinated. Issues are arising about how to deal with those who are vaccinated, not wanting to mix with non-vaccinated individuals, and whether the workforce can actually be segregated. In employment tribunals, certain regions are listing the odd case for 2024, but 2023 is quite common in a lot of busier regions. There is a disparity between the areas, so Watford, Southwest and the Northwest are significantly delayed, whereas Leeds is listing for spring next year for multi-day hearings. There is a push to recruit more judges and a planned rollout of better tech. There are mixed messages coming through about remote and in-person hearings, depending upon the region. A percentage of judges have embraced the change in hearings, but on the other hand, there's a percentage reporting that it is affecting their mental health. HMCTS are currently looking at a new tech bundle, which will make remote hearings a bit easier. In the claims sector, there is a feeling amongst retailers that except for signage, they don't intend to challenge or intervene in respect of customers not wearing masks. And insurers appear to be considering issues around e-bikes and e-scooters in an ELPL context, as opposed to just motor. And for OMB, there is frustration, but resignation over the current changing of the rules. There is a greater sense that business will try to continue as it was, except obviously for those with office-based workers. As expected, there are big issues in the leisure sector who are looking at the Christmas trade as a way of recovering some lost trade. The general view is that Christmas parties are being cancelled. The feedback from staff is that they don't want to risk catching COVID, having to isolate and missing out on another Christmas with family. There is, however, still optimism about corporate activity into 2022. And finally, there appears to be a prevalent view that the inflationary rise in the economy is not a blip and is something more structural, which is driving some fears around interest rate rises and a squeeze on business who still have significant debt following the last 18 months. I do hope you've enjoyed this whistle-stop tour um, and I wish you all the best and I'll see you in 2022.